He's the mobile trainer that comes to you. Whole family fun is not just for two. Do the kids play footy next up is the best. But for now, kick back and listen to the Birdnest. Welcome back, everybody, to the Bird Nest. Whether you're a first-time listener or uh, you did listen to the season one, which was a bit erratic and all over the place. Uh, if you didn't know, I've been in France for seven months. That's why I've uh, been off the grid. Was hoping that I had a French accent for this, but apparently you need to stay in a country longer to pick one up. I have learned the language a little bit though, and I had to order food, and that's pretty much it. But that gets you a long way in a foreign country. Uh, so season two of The Bird Nest, as I said, the first season was a bit all over the shop. We did interview uh, some NRL players and people of importance in the Wyndham area, but this time I want to solely focus on NRL players. Uh, one, I just think they're very interesting, and two, uh, as I'm going to focus a lot more on kids when I return to Australia, I think it's crucial and important that they get advice from people who have done it and reach the top of their sport. So there's no one better to hear it from because I can I can talk about it, but uh, at the end of the day, it's always better to get it from someone who's a professional. So that's the aim with that. And also parents, obviously, you can listen to it too and share it with the kids. Uh, as I've, I've mentioned in some uh, previous posts as well, uh, my plan when I get back to Australia, I'm going to be targeting a lot more with kid work as in working with kids so whether that's through footy uh special needs all the above i'll be i'll be really uh, deep diving into that still be working with my regular clients uh, but just cut back a little bit on the boot camps and focus a lot more on the kids and uh stuff uh, sort around with that so talking next up uh different camps uh i'll keep developing that where i can and uh, as always, if you're a parent listening to this and you th- think you have a kid who fits the bill and needs some help, uh, just with confidence or physically, um, you know, I'm your man. So you can message me or Instagram and Facebook for that. Uh, we're, we're trying to get back now at the moment, so it could literally be any day. Obviously, we'll have to quarantine for two weeks, but uh, yeah, fingers crossed we're there very soon. Uh, so with the podcast, oh, I will mention as well one more thing. Uh, you might have seen that I've picked up a new hobby uh, while in France. I've had a lot of spare time, like a lot of spare time. It's been a good life filled with Netflix all day and traveling uh, on the weekend. So I can't complain. Uh, but I did pick up a new hobby in the last few few weeks. Apparently, I'm not a bad drawer. Now, I'm not saying I'm a professional or elite, but good enough, I feel, to uh, put on social media. So that's what I've been uh, doing at the moment. As I said, I'm going to focus a lot more on the kids, so I thought what better way um, to connect with the kids than a cartoon if, if kids are still reading that. Well, I did when I was a kid, so um, I think it's a nice way to connect with the kids and obviously the parents can share that with the kids if they don't have the Facebook and Instagram, which I'm guessing they don't. Um, and yeah, obviously it's just a bit of fun and the idea is there's a little message in there as well loosely related to everything that I do with the kids so yeah just a bit of fun and uh, just a nice wholesome cartoon something they can uh, get out of it and just feel good reading 
Um, there's not too much exa- exaggerated except for my muscles. Um, but to be honest, I don't think they're that exaggerated. I had a few people tell me they're too big. But at the end of the day, I'm the superhero and the main character. So it's not bad if they're a little bit big. Um, I'll put another one up of those tonight. Well, it depends when you're reading this, but it will be up tonight. If you're listening to this a minute after it's put up, thank you. And you will. this will make sense for you. I'm going to put up the cartoon tonight on Instagram and Facebook. So uh, well done to you listening to this podcast straight away. Probably I can think of one person who will, who definitely will listen to it. And uh, when you do listen to that, EB, thank you very much. Alrighty, so without further ado, this man is an NRL player, like I said, for the Cronulla Sharks. Um, He was the Cronulla Sharks player of the year in 2019. I feel like he's been very close to making New South Wales. Pretty possibly unlucky not to crack it um, in the past. He also is creating a craft beer, has created a craft beer in the Cronulla area, and it's uh, been going off, I've been told. And also has a podcast uh, called The Chad Townsend Show. So you can go check him out on that. Um, But as I said, we'll be talking to a lot of footy players in Season 2. And here is the first one, Chad Townsend. What's going on, son? Chaddy, I've just seen your Facebook profile. What's it doing there? Is that my... uh, I've actually got a wig on. Is that you from the 80s or is that you when you were a bit younger? <laughs> That's me when I was a bit younger. Might, I'm on a pub crawl and I'm wearing a wig. Might be time for an update. That's all I'm saying. You're a professional rugby league player, mate. you got to have a good profile. Yeah, but it's, it's a personal Facebook page, so I don't use it for anything professionally. All right, gotcha. Your mates are on there. now. Only my, only my friends are on there, mate. I gotcha. Now, for those who don't know you, Chatty, 192 NRL games. You've got 200 coming up. Uh, former Sharks Player of the Year. Was that 2019? 2019, yes. Yep. Yes, it was. Uh, premiership winner 2016, but no fantasy titles in the cabinet. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about that? I'm, I'm, that's probably the last thing you're chasing. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, uh, it hurt me this year when I finished minor premiers and I got knocked out in straight sets. In the playoffs, uh, it is the title that still eludes me at this moment, but I'm very focused to get it uh, at some stage. I, you know, we've been going for a few years now, and I want to get my hands on it. It, it feels good um, from personal experience, <laughs> but it, it's a cruel, it's a cruel game though. It, it, it can be cruel, and there's a lot of luck in it. Uh, I've been missing it though. I've been missing it. It, it takes up a lot of your time when in in the season. Yeah, I know, especially when I'm in three leagues, so... Oh, I can't do that. I, I devote all my time to one league. That's my advice from a former champion. Yeah. You can see that next year. <laughs> now, Chatty, are, are you surprised how well the Sharkies have started this year? Uh, I'm not, to be honest. You know, I, I yeah, we had a pretty, a pretty tough preseason, as I'm sure most NRL clubs did, but for us, it was definitely a step up in intensity from our previous pre-seasons you know like there was sessions there where you know we were just I was running with my eyes closed it was that hard Mm. so um, it was pretty physical and pretty hard and that put us in good stead for for the season you know and and 
we've had a few results not go our way, but you know we've had some really good results as well and really good performances. So for us, you know, it's still early. We've got a big game uh, this weekend, and you know, it's 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 the game, mate. Anything can happen. So it's going to be you know an exciting rest of the year. I've seen Drewy Andrew Gray at the Tigers. Who's the new conditioner at Cronulla? Yeah, so our new head of performance is Nathan Pickworth. He's come across from the St. George Dragons after spending five years there. So he's done an incredible job. Got the boys really fit, you know, under his program. So, you know, we're, we're really happy with him. Beauty. Now, John Morris, he's done very well, I think. How's he different uh, as a coach to Flano, though? Yeah, very, very different. Uh, Mad Dog is you would attest, you know, you've obviously played uh, with myself in the squad with Flano and been coached by him. And Flano is very old school, uh, you know, loves his footy. Um, you know, he doesn't dish out too many compliments, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, you know, doesn't really talk to you too much either. I said Johnny, Johnny Morris says hello, that's the difference for me. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, a great coach. Like, I got on really well with Flano and, um, you know, obviously had a bit of success there when we won the premiership as well. So, um, you know, really enjoyed my time being coached by him. And, and Bombers, you know, very different. A bit younger coach, uh, fresher, and, you know, understands, I guess, the younger age and, and how to, you know, uh, conversate with, with younger players. So... Um, you know, both very different different styles of coaches, but um, you know, I've been enjoyed being coached by both of them. Coached a lot of a lot of the boys in the twenties as well. Um, jo- Johnny Morris obviously takes care of his body. Do you reckon that's why the intensity of the preseason was uh, lifted because he can probably still do it? Yeah, mate, he's he's still in good nick. Like he could play. Like, that's how good he's looking at the moment, Bomber. He um, he trains very hard. He's always in there, you know, bright and early at the facility before we get in there and, uh, you know, working away. So, um, yeah, he's got an in- incredible work ethic, uh, both physically and, you know, with his coaching as well. So, um, you know, he definitely leads the way. Could still play, I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. Now, in terms of the gap for the for the competition, can you explain that? Because I've never... Uh, this is common in rugby... Uh, not rugby, NFL and basketball, but... This is the first time I feel it's happened in NRL. Can you explain what, what's what's doing? Yeah, look, I think it's uh, really showing the teams that manage their salary cap well and the teams that don't. Like, we're all playing off the same salary cap and, you know, you often hear about media talk about players and their salaries and, you know, their, their output. And, you know, you, you want to get... I guess value for money on your investment as a club with a player and when you do you know it, it obviously it helps so I think at the moment you know you look at the teams at the top they're obviously got their caps in order and, and the teams at the bottom probably don't so uh, yeah it's, it's an interesting one but definitely I agree with you you know this is the first time we've seen you know the, the, a little bit of a gap between you know the top four and the bottom four so a team like the Bulldogs what do they need to do starting, say, this week? What, what do they need to focus on to, to turn it around? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a good question, actually. Uh, look, I think 
with the Bulldogs, I think obviously they are they're in a bit of a rebuilding phase at the moment. Obviously, with a new head coach and a, and a roster full of players, I think there's maybe 17 players who are off contract this season. And I think for them, they probably don't have the experience across the board with their squad. But yeah, you know, they got some very talented kids in that team who are going to you know have excellent careers and. I've got no doubt they'll improve, but I think if they're starting this week, to answer your question, would probably be their ball security. Like, yeah. uh, time, time in possession is everything in the modern game and not defending your try line because if you tr- if you defend your try line for, you know, a few back-to-back sets, like, it's extremely difficult. It's hard to hold teams out. That's why we're seeing a few blowout scores. So, I think time in possession and, um, you know, completing your sets is, is, uh, is what I would say. Especially when you don't have the rosters the Storms and the Roosters, you, you, you can't be killing yourself because that's just going to add more pressure. Who, out of the teams in the bottom, though, did you find were a bit harder than their uh, position in the ladder suggests? Um, yeah, look, I, th- I think, you know, with the NRL, like, it's literally anyone can beat anyone on any day. Yeah. I think, you know, I've been, I've been real surprised at the fact that Seagulls so far have only won you know, one game, uh, that was, you know, probably, I guess a bit of a, a surprise. But, um, yeah, they're always a, a pretty tough team and obviously led by Cherry Evans, who's a great player. So, I um, mean, obviously a coach who, who's, who's a good coach in, in Des Hasler. So, yeah, that'd probably be my surprise. Um, you, you do see glimpses of Manly, so that's um, not too surprising. Um, on your team, though, Will Kennedy, I was there when he was coming through. And I've got to admit, I didn't see uh, this rise of form from him. Did you, or did you ever see this? If you're being frank, when he wasn't in the in the starting seventeen, did you know he could reach this potential? Yeah, I, I, I did actually. I think you know, you probably would have been playing with Will Kennedy when he probably would have been sixty kilos. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Bringing away. What is he now? Will is up there. Yeah, he's ninety above ninety now. That, that helps, because when he was playing Jets, he was just getting ragdolled, so that's massive, 90. Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, Will, Will he's, a, he's a great kid. He's uh, he's worked extremely hard on his body. Like I said, he's, he's put on a lot of weight, worked hard in the gym, which is which is hard. It's hard to put weight on, and it's hard to, you know, get bigger and bulkier, but he's done, a, he's done that, and he's always had that skill. Like, I've always felt that he's... Um, He's been silky at training and he's carved up the first team for a number of years when he was playing in the lower grades and then, you know, got his opportunity and, and worked hard on his game and now he's really reaping the rewards of uh, the work he's put in in previous years. Uh, David Peachy-esque. Now, speaking of yeah. of not putting weight on, Blake Braley, I've been talking to a few people about this when I watch him. He doesn't talk. He, he never talks. He doesn't talk outside of the game. He doesn't talk... I don't know if he talks in the game, but he plays hooker. I'd imagine he'd, he'd obviously talk a bit more on the field, or as he just like off the field, as he become more comfortable as well. Mate, he's still the same old Blake, you know. He's it, pretty blows it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. He's hooker. He, uh, he's a hooker. He, he's one of the most relaxed guys you ever you ever come across. He's very, uh, very lackadaisy, but he needs you know, a Red he, Bull. He's a, he does. He, he's a great player, though. He, uh, a very very skillful player. Not much phases him though, and I think that's you know that's that's him. And you know you want to, I guess, respect and understand that within our team there's a lot of personalities, and you got to handle people differently. Like the same, 
you know, what you might say to one person to try and motivate them yeah. might work for one person but not the other person. And I guess that's like, that's the, the trick of being, you know, a coach and maybe a senior player on, on how to get the best out of you, out of everyone's, you know, personalities. I think it works because you need that yin and yang. Like, he might be more reserved and passive and then you've got a dominant player, a dominant talker as yourself. But if you've got two dominant talkers like Ennis and Maloney, like, they had a lot of blow-ups on the field, I remember you saying. Um, so it can definitely help in your favour. Um, is there a play, player in the competition you've been impressed with so far? Uh, I think it's probably Ryan Pappenhausen, to be honest. I think, you know, obviously he had a bit of a rise last last year and played exceptional in the grand final but I think you know so far his form this year has been outstanding you know and the four tries he scored last week were a highlight of that you know he he seems to be everywhere at the moment and you know it's just incredible to watch you know a team like the Melbourne Storm lose guys like Smith, Cronk and Slater and then they get you know Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant and Ryan Pappenhausen to, Crazy. to come in straight away. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably say, you know, little puppy. We, we've had Sunshine Coast in the Q Cup, like, the last couple of years. So I've, I knew how good their players were coming through. So, But it, it's still shocking, like, losing those players and there's just no drop at all. It's insane. Um, now, question. If you were a GM and you were doing an NRL draft, who was the first player you take? First player I would take right now is David Fafita. Yeah, he's damaging. <laughs> have you you would have gone up against him? Not yet. Uh, actually, yeah, I have. Sorry, I have played against him, but um, not yet this season. We haven't played the Titans yet. But his game on the weekend was just—he's on your side. Just, yeah, he is. He will be. Yeah. So I have my hands full. <laughs> what about Pappy? Have you have you played pa- Pappy? Because it's. I, I know he doesn't get touched much, but is he stronger than he looks? He's stronger than he looks, definitely. He knows how to use his body and fall, you know, not get ragged old like a few younger, smaller players do, but he does a good job at it, so. He's got that Matt Dufty, Jack Rabbit sort of thing, just just fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. All righty, moving on to the NFL. Have you been paying uh, much attention to the 2021 NFL draft? Yes, I have, actually. I, um, you know, as you know, I'm an NFL addict, and... This draft seems to be one of, you know, really intrigue. I think obviously, you know, there's been, I think the only pick you can probably cement in is the first pick, which is going to be Trevor Lawrence to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, which, you know, we all sort of saw coming. And and the Jaguars are in desperate need of a a player who are going to turn around that franchise. And we have all the reports and and obviously the, the tape show that Trevor Lawrence is, is that guy and I'm really excited to see how, how he goes but I think you know I think it's a very heavy quarterback driven draft yes. would you agree? Yeah, absolutely four or five almost certain starters yeah which is interesting because it hasn't really been like that over the last you know the last few years so um, I like obviously yeah, I like the quarterback position I follow I follow the quarterback position quite closely so you know I'm really interested to see you know what what player goes in which position in the first round not only that but there seems to be elite players in other positions as well the tight end is apparently you know meant to be generational and then also you've got the two wide receivers who um, could be very damaging as well when have the Cleveland Browns they're your team when do they have a pick in the first round they're not 
until very late. Um, I think I'm not 100 sure, but I think it's in the the late 20s. We um, traded a few of our picks over the last few years. I think to, you know to get Odell Beckham and a few others. But I think the biggest thing with the Browns at the moment is, is the team they've assembled. They've made a few really nice free agent signings, and also of news lately, the Jadavian Clowney, the um, old first round pick, first overall from a few years ago, is a free agent, and you know he probably will, will won't get the big contract he probably would have got a few years ago. But you know he's going to be a massive lift if, if he can sign with the Browns. No, he's decent. He's still young as well. I don't, that that'd be yeah. that'd be massive for your defense. Is is Odell coming back? Do you know, or is he still signed? Yeah, Odell, Odell will be there. Um, obviously, there's always trade talks with Odell Beckham Jr. With obviously the you know the stature he has in the game, and um, you know the he's like a walking headline, OBJ. But um, you know he's coming back from an ACL injury, and he's going to be a huge asset for the team. Who you know the Browns, we we went really well last year in, in the playoff, won a playoff game against the Steelers, which was which was awesome without Odell. So. Um, yeah, you know, I definitely think we've got a better roster this year as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Do you, do you buy into Baker Mayfield is better without Odell? <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I think I do because I obviously, you know, it shows how they play without Odell. It, it allowed Baker to sort of get through all of his reads and use up all these receivers where Obviously, you know, when o- Odell's in, in the lineup, he demands a certain amount of targets per game. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they go when he comes back. You know, if he, if he makes the team better, if he doesn't, then I think you'll find that the Browns will trade him. It does look like he he forces it a bit when he's on the field. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. All right, Chatty, uh, this is a bit of a stumper. Uh, advice for parents whose son or daughter misses a rep team. As a kid, that's a really good, that's a really good question. Actually, we, we, I think yeah, go on. Yeah, um, look if it makes if it makes any of the listeners' uh, story uh, easier, who might be in this situation. You know, I miss red, I missed out on rep teams when I was growing up in school, and I think what you got to do is you got to keep your goals and your vision, you know, in the back of your head and use it as motivation. You know, you, it, it can either go what two ways you can either have a bit of a dummy spit you know get unmotivated and, and get out of it or you can use that failure and the setback to really drive you and push you to become better and you know make it next time I think the the best things in life come from struggle and you know learning from experiences so I think having motivation in life is great and using motivation in the right way and missing out on something like that is a great motivating factor to make you improve and, and work harder to, to do it the next time. Beautiful. It, it is surprising how many NRL players, including you know Smith, um, didn't make rep teams growing up. It, it's, it's surprising. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you have me who made every rep team and then um, couldn't crack it. So... You know, it's not the be-all and end-all, obviously. Um, Chatty, we, we keep it short on this show. Um, thank you very much for coming on. There's, there is a lot of kids and parents in Wynnum who love this, so uh, I do massively appreciate it. 
Um, but yeah, good good luck with the rest of the season. I think you're going to go very deep this year. Um, and yeah, all the best personally as well. Thank you, Mad Dog. I really appreciate it, mate. I hope, you, hope you're having a good time in France at the moment. And also, are you? Do you want to tell the listeners why your nickname's Mad Dog? Uh, no, no, I will. It, it, I believe it comes back. <laughs> To the the, uh, the backs wrestle sessions, maybe. Yes. Now, all right. Let me tell the story. Well, I all just right, want to jump. I just I'll let you tell it, but I just want to jump in that I don't. I I've been. This has been called out in numerous wrestle teams um, throughout my career. I'm not going a hundred percent. That's all I want to say, and you can take it away. Oh my god, that's the biggest G up. All right. Well, this is it. So when we do wrestle in preseason, which is probably the least favourite session of every NRL player's uh, part of their training, and you know we're we're tackling pretty much on a mat, and you can feel everything like you've got no, not one bit of adrenaline in your body, so you feel every bump and bruise. And Jordan Drew is going a hundred mile an hour and just trying to hit and ta- hit everyone with everything he's got, run as hard as he can, trying to run through everyone like just like a mad dog. And then Ben Barber nicknamed him the Mad Dog, and then it just stuck. Look, when Steve Price is in your ear telling you to go as hard as you can, you don't have many options, okay? <laughs> now, Chaddy, uh, people can find you at the Chad Townsend Show. Um, that's on, I guess, Spotify as well and podcast? Yeah, so I've run a little bit of a podcast as well, the Chad Townsend Show. It's on iTunes and it's on Spotify. You can also watch the show on YouTube and also I have a vlog on YouTube as well. Put my own YouTube channel, Chad Townsend as well. And I've started a craft beer company as well, Cronulla Beer Co. So check out the website, www.cronullabeerco.com.au. That's been booming, hasn't it? It's been booming, baby. It's booming. Jeez, you are set yes. up uh, post-career, I tell you. Got to keep working, brother. Got to keep working. Well, good luck, Chatty, particularly in fantasy. I, I do hope you win one um, sometime in the near future. <laughs> and good luck for the NRL season. Thank you, Matt Dog. I appreciate it, mate. See you, mate.